Welcome to the Agoracom Podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. You've been interested in mental health and more specifically in psychedelics over the past couple of years, and you're going to love this interview with Todd Shapiro of Red Light Hall. And that's because, as most of you know, over the past few years, people, doctors alike, have been looking for more mental health options beyond traditional pharma. And some types of psychedelic drugs like psilocybin have shown great promise as therapies for trauma, PTSD, depression, and anxiety. And more than just a concept or an idea, the market for psychedelics is expected, depending on where you look, is expected to grow from about $5 billion right now to $12 billion just before the end of the decade. That's a that's 140% growth. That's serious business. And that's where Red Light Holland comes in because they're aiming to become the biggest brand of therapeutic psilocybin products in the world with a vision to make Magic Truffles a globally recognized name. Now, more than just lip service, because we know we live in a world of pretenders where everyone's trying to capitalize on a trend and say, hey, look at me, me too. But the company isn't just talking the talk, they're walking the walk. Their annual revenues for the year ended March 31st, 3.95 million, up 70%. Those are both serious numbers. Gross profit, 1.7 million, up 176%. Guys, that's execution. That's not talking the talk, that's walking the walk. And in the quarter that just ended June 30th, same continuation of success. Uh, revenue up 53%, gross profits up 80%. And they're expecting, we're going to talk about this, a revenue run rate of 16 to $17 million per year with strong profit margins and cash flows. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. They're accomplishing all this through great business from the Netherlands to Canada and the Netherlands. They got a fully integrated, uh, fully, fully, vertigrated, uh, fully vertigrated integration of their premium brand of psilocybin uh, truffles from production to distribution to retail, uh, even to e-commerce. So it's amazing what they've done here. Uh, premium brands, white label brands, and a wholesale business that's one of the most recognized and trusted distribution companies in the Netherlands. In North America, they've had other great success, including a major breakthrough in the world of psychedelics with the successful arrival of their psilocybin truffles in Canada. I mean, it's still not legalized yet here, I don't think. We're going to hear more about that from Todd. But uh, they've introduced it. And in the meantime, while they're waiting for legalization and all that, they've got this great functional mushrooms and home grow kits business that's growing. Uh, and they've done it with some great names uh, beside them, including the likes of Wiz Khalifa and even Tony Clement. We're going to talk about him, uh, who just got added to the advisory board. Todd, I know it's a mouthful, but you guys are doing so many great things. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, thank you very much. I think the last time I was here, I had way less grays in my beard. I'm noticing. I think I had, you know, much cleaner eyes looking. They weren't as, you know, bag filled. But, um, you know, part of that reason, I guess, being weathered is because we are working hard, and my whole team's weathered. It's not just me. But um, all we're trying to do is create shareholder value every single day. Well, look, I read off some of the numbers, and you're doing it because there was a time when. You know, there's George Com psychedelics. Everyone try to be a psychedelics company because let's face it, they want to capitalize on the stock promotes and things like that. But very few companies have remained that are doing real things. You guys are doing it. And I want to talk about some of that in a second. But before we get to some of the trip details, a lot of people still are not familiar with psychedelics and what the macro. So if you don't mind, give us maybe 60 second overview of the macro view of psychedelics. Legalization, how's that look like? 
acceptance with people? Is that growing? How's the big macro vision look like for psychedelics? Yeah, it's a good point. Sometimes we're too close to it, right? So we sort of forget that there's a lot of people out there that still don't even know what psychedelics are, don't even understand where the sector is going. They still think to the 60s and, you know, peace and love and going to Grateful Dead shows and stuff. Um, the truth is this. We are pretty insular, meaning we know what's going on on our front. Um, I don't necessarily, as the CEO of this company, pay attention to other companies and what they're doing in the biotech space. So in the biotech, big pharma kind of space, I know that there are those like the Compasses and other big companies that are looking to one day patent psychedelics to tweak a molecule and then to obviously bring that as a new form of an SSRI or some sort of medication. And by the way, I think that's great. If some of these big companies can figure out a way to help with mental health one day through psychedelics and through through the science of psychedelics, that's tremendous. Um, for me, what I think would be just as functional, just as important, and what the company stands for, Red Light Holland, and what we're completely aligned with, is how do we get naturally occurring mushrooms or truffles with psilocybin and psilocin into the hands of those that need it now. This isn't something we need to go through phase one, phase two, phase three, et cetera. So on that front, um, yes, there are some progression happening, which is really good. Australia is talking about how they are opening up their doors for potential legal magic mushroom use. Um, there's talks even about like, you know, uh, Senator Weiner in 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 uh, California, who who's talking about first with decrim and where does that go? Um, so we're starting to see Oregon opening up and there's still confusion around it though, um, which is part of the reason why us at Red Light Holland are just taking our time to learn from these regulatory processes to try to help with our data that we do collect from a legal framework in the Netherlands. And then back to Canada, I will say there is the SAP program, which is the special access program, which is sort of a graduate of the exemption 56 program. And now we're starting to see the Senate, for example, um, the Senate subcommittee of veterans affairs um, just talked about the need again for now. Wow psychedelics and magic mushrooms specifically to help veterans to help those with post-traumatic stress disorder you know if you think of what our first emergency response uh, re re you know responders have gone through um it's a lot and and we want to help now what are we waiting for so a lot of a lot of catalysts we think are coming but we can't concretely say this date this time frame and it's going to happen for sure but we do know that we're going to align ourselves and advocate for it as much as we can and those catalysts are happening because people are seeing real results, right? There's I've, I've seen some studies come out that have had unbelievable results on PTSD, on on addiction, right? So it's it's almost like the, the thing speaks for itself. Now it's just a case of are we over that hump, Todd? Do you think we're over that hump where 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 the people believe and understand uh, how helpful psilocybin and it can be and magic mushrooms can be? And now it's just a case of how do we work it in legally and get it introduced? Is that you think we're there? Yeah, it's interesting when you when you say George over the hump. By the way, thanks for having me. I didn't even thank you for having me on. So thank you for having me on. Um, I, I question this entire world in terms of are we over the hump in anything? Meaning, I'd like to think that the circle of people I surround myself with are very progressive, are very open to a new forms of naturally occurring medication are open to the data that has come in and reading it. But when you look at the atrocities on this planet, I start to wonder still, are there people that even know that this 
probably could be the actual thing. And yes, it's conjectural. And yes, maybe it's just me spewing off my mouth, but that could bring people closer together. So I don't think we're over the hump because I still think there's billions of people that would stereotype, have a stigma that, you know, wouldn't believe that psychedelics could be that healing power that we need. Um, with that being said, are there a more accurate, you know, study and focus groups of people that get this stuff? Without a doubt. And, and, and um, these are really important people because you have medical doctors, for instance, we just had a medical doctor, George, join our advisory board, uh, Dr. Taras Naherni. He's an amazing individual. He, he's, um, you know, done the Theracil protocol. He is a doctor that really believes in, in other forms of medication, not just traditional ones backed by science. He still thinks, obviously, there's a long way to go. And that's part of the stuff we're doing that we can talk about with testing. But in terms of like where his spirit is and where his head is, is doctors should not just be focused on one narrow avenue. If there's other avenues and other streams that can help people, then we need to focus on those too. So, you know, we're great. This is, a, this is a doctor at MedCan, by the way. It's not like just, you know, he was a family doctor forever. So we're really pleased about that. So if the medical community is getting involved, then I'd like to think we're slowly getting there. Yeah, and if and I, I'm actually impressed with the fact that you said a member of the Canadian Senate. I mean, I don't think there's a more conservative, not politically, I'm talking just character-wise, more conservative group of people out there than Canadian senators. So if you got a Canadian senator saying, hey, I think we need to introduce this for our military, that's saying something, right? George, I, I don't, I, back to the world, man, and, and sorry to make it about the world, but sure. I'm so emotional lately. So many people I know are emotional lately. And how do I relate this back to veterans? Like, think of the things these individuals who protect our freedoms have seen, have gone through, that live with. And, and the idea that, you know, we're scrolling through Twitter and Instagram and seeing lots of things that even the regular person shouldn't see via a screen, let alone see some of this stuff in combat. Uh, and we're not doing whatever we can to help them now. Look at like even in L.A. County, they just talked about the other day how four police officers sadly killed themselves within a 24 hour period Four in 24 hours. If that doesn't bring emotion to people and we start to wonder, could they have been helped? Could psychedelics? potentially have been part of that cause. And I don't want to exploit a terrible situation, by the way, but you mentioned it. Studies are showing that it does help with post-traumatic stress disorder. And the time is now. Um, we, 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 we should not, as governments, as regulators um, and publicly traded CEOs and companies and people who use, um, we can't not talk about this stuff. The conversation cannot stop because we need to help people because it's a scary world out there. Well, let's have that conversation because, look, uh, you've always been a guy. You're young. You're energetic. You've got not it. that you've young. Got <laughs> I'm together. not that. I'm fifty. I'm fifty. I'm not that young. <laughs> but but you're going through. Let's face it. You're going through some trauma right now, right? With what's going on in the Middle East and the, and that's that impact on the Jewish community on on Israelis. Are you finding that? May and the reason I brought that all up about what you were like, you know, over the years I've known you is. Are you having to, you know, maybe rely a little more on your product in order to help you through the kind of anxiety that you're going through, uh, given what's transpired in the last 30 days? I absolutely wish that my product was legal here in Canada. Um, you know, we we have a product in the Netherlands, um, the iMicrodose or the Maca products, our homegrown magic truffles that are now lab tested that I have used in the Netherlands. Um, I haven't been back to the Netherlands. It's part of kind of company budgeting. We're being very careful with our spend. Every time we go away, it's an extra, you know, extra expense on the company. So a lot of this Zoom stuff with our team over there. But 
I need it now more than ever. Um, it, it has been, it has been an extraordinarily difficult time. And, and for, for a lot of people, I mean, I mean, it's, I, I don't want to like, you know, make this only about me, but in particular, as we know, we, we had this, um, firing public firing of a lady who, who was supporting attacks at the time that the thing went completely viral, um, multiples of, of like, like if not a billion views collectively, like, you know, nine, eight, 900,000, eight, 900 million views, um, media outlets picking up people sending me death threats, people taking pictures of my daughter sending, we're going to do to her what was done to others. Um, come on, Todd, you can't tell me that's actually happened. I didn't realize that that's happening to you. Oh, Mike, it, it, luckily it's slowed, it's tapered off. Uh, um, you know, some of it's filtered out. I maybe shouldn't be bringing it up, but you asked a question to me. Did I, would I like to have used my product to help me get through that time? Um, because I was doing my best to keep it together for my family. And, and while I'm running, uh, uh, you know, this company and, and we have an incredible loyal team and, um, but also on the other end, like, you know, just a young kids, four and eight, the chaos of everyday life. Um, yeah. I would love to have my product. And anecdotally, from the past, I can speak about it, how beneficial it is. The other thing, and I say this in every interview I've done for three years, but I feel like it never gets old. All people have to do is Google anecdotal experiences of people microdosing psilocybin. And, and the, the, the tens of thousands of results that you will get of people, there's a new group on Facebook called Microdosing Moms, how beneficial it's them as mothers and they're career oriented and, and they're amazing ladies and yet they're you know dealing with the home life and, and tough marriages at times and how much microdosing has helped them. Um, this is a common theme. And why are we ignoring common themes, especially George? And, and again, it's something I say all the time. It's something that comes from the earth. Like maybe whatever person you believe in up there or thing or spiritual leader, maybe there's a reason. Like maybe there's an, and, 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 and we're letting it, we're, 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 we're not paying enough attention to it. And my job is I've given up, dude. I'm just going to bring as much attention to it as possible. I used to be careful what I said. Uh-uh. The time is now. We need to be paying attention to psilocybin and the ingredients within magic mushrooms and use responsibly because read those anecdote, anecdotal studies, essentially, there are people just talking about it, put them all together. It's a big phase three study. And ultimately, people are being helped with this. And so sorry, my phone. I can tell you. Um, that's okay. Yeah. I can tell you taught anecdotally that I had a client whose life turned around uh, because of psychedelics. And I have a client whose mom's life turned around. In fact, he was crying when I was talking to him about it because he couldn't believe the benefit it was. So if you're, so if we're talking to George out there or Mary right there, who's saying, man, I am going through a tough time and I don't know what to do. And this, let's face it, Todd, this decade, starting with 2020, start with the Australian fires. We thought that was terrible. Look where we are now. We got wars in Ukraine, the Middle East, big problems going on. So it's been very taxing on the mental health of people. Forget about the fact that you throw COVID in the middle of all that and all bets are off. So if, if John or Mary are listening at home right now, right? How do they, how do they expose themselves to this? How do they put, how do they potentially find a way to get psilocybin uh, psychedelics into, into their life? Yeah. And, and just to comment on, on, I, I sort of make a joke. I try to be funny. I used to be funny. I'm not, I'm not so funny anymore. That's what happens when, when you take a company public, but if you think about where we're from the Toronto area, like that 2019, when the Raptors won the championship, 
that if you think of a stock chart, that was like the peak, especially in this area of the world. Like there's this huge celebration. We were loving life. Nuts. Before COVID, there, you know, and there weren't many wars that were being publicized at the time. It was all Trump, Trump, Trump. That was the only thing in the news. And then the parade and then COVID and then all this stuff you spoke about. And then like this, it's just the world stock chart's gone down. And and so how do people get it? Listen, I can't really sit here and promote competitors. When I say competitors, gray market, illegal competitors. Um, but no, we're seeing, we're, we're, but I'll just say it. And, 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 and I think it helps with part of the catalyst. And the first question is in Canada, we are seeing copious amounts of, of retail shops pop up. Fungi, shroomies, all these kind of shops. They all got like, uh, you know, there's another one that was like six mushrooms or something. And people are just going in there and like they used to do with cannabis, they're buying magic mushrooms and they're using them. And so I can't say go into those shops and get it because it could be busted at any point and stuff, but people are going there. I also know like personally, a couple of buddies, quite candidly, they're ordering online products of magic mushrooms and they're getting them delivered by Canada Post. So like, you know, where's the disconnect here? Canada Post is bringing it to your door, but yet I have to go through every single legal opinion, every single careful psilocybin import uh, permit. I have to go through all this rigorous te uh, testing, and we still aren't sure when we can get our products to people to use. Um, I will and say- And you want to use in a therapeutic world, right, Todd? You want you, Your products are aimed for a therapeutic world where George uses it with the help of a medical professional who makes sure I get the right microdose and I go through all the- proper procedures, right? That's more where your focus is on, especially uh, here. I mean, not so much in the Netherlands. I know there it's more of the rec market and those kinds oh, of things. Really but... And sorry to interrupt you because it's really interesting. In the Netherlands, yes, it's been sold like fireworks for the last however many years. We want to make sure that we're doing it responsibly. So we have telecounseling support set up. You can scan any product of ours that you buy. You scan your barcode. It can set you up with a telecounseling appointment. And he can walk you through. Uh, our therapist, Jeff Hamburg, can walk you through the process. We have apps that track users' data if they want to provide us with their data. It's, personal, it's, it's, it's privacy first. And the reason why we're doing that is because we want to learn and we're, we, we presented to the Oregon Senate when they were talking about and, and pushed through, um, you know, their bill. We, we want to make sure we're doing it properly. And what that leads back to is, yes, I think regulators should come in and figure out what is this next maybe approach that's not quite rec and it's not quite medical and it's some sort of facilitator based. Maybe one day you walk into a shop and you, you just got to show them your driver's license. You get one pill a day, you wait 20 minutes, there's no contraindications, they then let you leave, but like you would a cup of coffee. That's what you do for a cup of coffee. You spend 20 minutes a day to get your caffeine, to get your day going. Why not a microdose? So I think there's a delicate balance around it. And this is part of the stuff that we as a team at Red Light Holland, and we have this wonderful lady, uh, Shashkes on staff, our CTIO, who's really putting through and putting forward these different paths to proper usage. And, and, and that's what we're most proud of because it's data collection, it's our own IP. We even, um, through that company that we were acquired of her, sorry, I get excited, I forget of all the things we've done. Um, and this just popped in my head. We got a patent on, on through Radix Motion that if therapists ever are able to prescribe magic mushrooms, which in some areas, you know, like Oregon now, they're starting to be able to do. What we're learning is that patients are also going in a little fearful. Um, one, kind of going with a stranger and you're going deep into your soul 
taking a Me you too. know I probably have a little bit. I probably have a little bit, yeah. you know. Yeah, you never but some are going deep and taking big hero doses as they call them, but then they don't trust the therapist. There's been reports of abusive therapists, sadly, in the past. So we've created a patent now on body metric movement data with AI. Uh, and I know AI is a buzzword, but this is actually AI. Like I don't it's not just a buzz press release. Knowing that if certain movements of a doctor are going too close to that patient, that's alarming at that point, a bell will ring off, and then people can feel safe and secure in those environments of, of, of these therapeutic sessions. Um, also, the reason people are like, why, why don't they just get filmed? People are scared of getting filmed. They're scared, will that track uh, a record for insurance claims that might go against them one day because they were videotaped under this psychosis state. So we're really trying to mitigate and facilitate ways to make sure that if and when regulated, that it is done with, with as much responsibility as possible. And we're quite proud of Red Light Holland for being a self-regulatory company. Yeah, and by the way, because you touched on it there, I love the fact that, you know, on the one hand, you're growing mushrooms from the ground, you're almost, almost like farmers, but you've got telecounseling, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, which speaks to, Todd, that you guys have thought about this industry from, from soup to nuts, from A to Z, right? You're not just a one-trick pony. Uh, so hats off to you guys that you know to be able to think of all of that uh, because you need that entire system uh, in order to be successful. Mom, did you hear that? My ADHD as a child is finally paying off, doing a bunch of different things at once and putting it all together. <laughs> um, we're just trying to be creative. And, and while we're being creative, George, we're really, really making a conscious effort of focusing on revenues, which obviously focuses uh, most importantly for, for that revenue generation and then shareholder value. And secondly, the money we invest into the company, how carefully are we using that burn to ensure that this is actually makes sense? You know, helping therapy makes sense. Helping uh, with data collection, the stuff that you don't see immediate returns on, on your return on investment makes sense though. Um, you know, good marketing, good branding makes sense. So we're really, really doing our best to, to preserve that burn. Um, our quarterly uh, sort of growth speaks for itself or where I think, yeah. you know, year over year quarter growth, I think we've always achieved better from the quarter prior year in terms of revenue and burn. And 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 typically most quarters are are better at revenue and and um, also decreasing that burn. So, uh, and last reported 17 and a half million in the bank. So I'd like to think that as a company, we're leading the pack. That's uh, I, you know, I used to be careful about saying that, but, you know, we have been so cautious and careful and I'm really proud of our team for rolling up the sleeves, getting in the mud and every one of us are doing eight jobs. Uh, yeah. And I read off the numbers earlier, so I won't read them off again. Financial, uh, great success, right? And it's very difficult in a new market like this where you don't even have legal markets to really work off of, right? We don't operate. I'm an entrepreneur. I've never had to operate in that environment. What I want to ask you was beyond the numbers, I'm going to read this off. Uh, you guys are expecting to get to a revenue run rate of 16 to $17 million per year with strong margins and cash flows. Where does that come from? Is it primarily from uh, the, the, you know, the, the therapeutic side, or is it also from, you know, you've got this great business going North America with the shiitake mushrooms and, you know, putting your, putting all the infrastructure in place. How, and when do you guys think you might get there? Yeah, and, and I hope not to sound like a broken record to those who've watched me in interviews before, but for those who are new and new to Red Light Holland, we pivoted over a couple of years ago. We've been publicly traded now for three and a half. Actually, like just around now, I started, to, I took, the, I formed a company. It was private. I started doing my raise, like, I, you know, just before COVID. It's crazy. It's funny. You know, we're four years in now, but we pivoted about two and a half years ago. 
because we were worried about the catalysts that were few and far between within psychedelics. And what how this relates to your question, George, is we partnered with mushroom farmers and not just like small mushroom farmers. We partnered with Mike Maderos, go look him up, uh, Carlton Mushroom Farms. In fact, it's funny, like um, potential future prime minister, politics aside, I don't care, but he's the conservative leader, Pierre Polyarv. He was doing a speech yesterday and he talked about the farm tax and he talked about a farmer in his riding and 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 how, you know, this farm tax is very, very tough. And he's like, ax the tax. We've got to ax the tax. And the farmer he was relating to was Mike Medeiros, who is our partner at AEM Farms. This isn't like a small time farmer. Carlton Mushroom Farms and their private company. So I won't tell you what their um, production numbers are and I won't tell you what their revenues are, but um, they're tremendous. He's building They're big absolute... enough for the for the for the leader of the opposition to mention them as an example. Exactly, and then our other partners, uh, Nick Ferlano and Stephen Rody Rody from FNR Mushroom Farms and from Holborn Mushroom Farms are are the ones that have helped us form AEM Mushroom Farms. And within you know like two years, we have an operational mushroom farm in New Brunswick that that is selling shiitake mushrooms to. 47 farm boys to restaurants, et cetera. And these are like the highest quality mushrooms you're going to get in all of Canada in terms of the exotic legal edible mushrooms. And we then have put our heads together uh, just over a year ago. We bought land in Cabin Monaghan near Peterborough. Uh, it's a hundred acres. And we are building a 70 to 75,000 square foot mushroom farm, state of the art. Um, I won't tell you where it's designed by because there's only one like it in the world and and we're emulating working with one of the consultants who built uh, this exotic mushroom farm. So this isn't for psychedelics and this will be a massive pro uh, uh, production for us in terms of farming mushrooms. And, and um, we're very excited. We're working with the township. Uh, I can say very openly that we are, uh, people are like wondering where we're getting our permits. We have no fear we're not getting the permits. We're just still going back and forth with the township. Um, I don't know. I don't think this is material. Ironically, the individual standard going permitting forth, stuff, standard permitting. Yeah, stuff. no, but it, the funny thing is, is, is the individual at, at the township who's going over our stuff, the engineer there, he was sick for a bit. And then on vacation, when our permit got submitted. So even though we submitted it, people thought it would like happen overnight who are investors and are savvy. And, and there's just a matter of circumstances um, that, that delayed it a little bit, but like we foresee, and I'm confident in saying this, we foresee zero issues getting these permits for what we're doing. And we're very excited to get shovels into the ground. And we've already started a little bits of road work and just clearing some things. But we are we are on track to still have this facility done next year. And, and meaning it's a prefab facility. So a lot of the work actually gets done and then just shipped in. Um, and this is going to be a big source of our revenue uh, that we're, we've given guidance on quite, quite candidly and always do your financial due diligence and it is forward looking, but sure. we're very excited to, to, to get this farm built. And am I right when I said in the intro that that's great that you're doing that? And I know we got about four minutes left, so I'm going to ask you some really quick fire, but can fire, we not just talk for an hour? Here. <laughs> oh no, I can go. I know just in case you have to go. I can keep no, on I'm going. I'm fine. I'm but, fine. I, I got, I like, you got my juices going. I miss this stuff. I like it. Beautiful. The likes of Maderos. I'm going to take, I'm guessing here, but are they partnering with you because they see that you could potentially build a massive value added business on top of what they're doing right now? If, if, and when hopefully, you know, uh, psilocybin magic mushrooms get uh, legalized or become decriminalized. Is that what they're seeing? Yeah. I'm always careful to speak on behalf of um, people, but specifically farmers they're a tough bunch <laughs> and and yeah. you never want to rub a farmer the wrong way 
They're the biggest salt <laughs> of the earth grinders, real business people that you're ever going to meet in your life. There's no phony bullshit pump and dump stuff with them at all. None of that. Um, but I will say uh, it's kind of like working with the mafia, to be honest. They're like, they're the best, but um, they. Yellowstone, baby. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're old school. At, at the core of it, George. And, you know, we're all. We're, we're all we're all at some point we all i think grow up and evolve and 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 just want better better results for human beings like you know we're always driven on material at first and who's the pretty girl or the good looking dude or the pretty girl we're gonna girls and the you know whatever popular person and then you wake up and you realize all oh, that shit doesn't fucking matter sorry for swearing and and wow. and, uh, Real, and, and you, you want to take care of humankind and and these farmers see us as a vehicle to really helping because that's where we'll speak on behalf of them. They want to help people. They, they not only believe in the benefits of mushrooms, but they clearly believe in the benefits of, of, of psychedelics and, and psilocybin uh, based mushrooms. So, you know, we had a great partnership because it's like, we can do that without maybe jeopardizing a family name or their family run businesses and things. And, and, you know, they're in every produce or in every, you know, these guys are everywhere across Canada and into the United States, which by the way is, Part of the reason why we're comfortable in giving guidance for the other farm we're building because of all their huge, strong connections. And, and so it. really at the heart of it, what I will say, and I already said it, is that everyone's just here to be a part of positive change. Well, and I, I want to talk about that for a second because the beauty, so I participated in that when you said earlier, three and a half years ago, I started, I participated in that in that raise. Um, and one thing I loved about about TRIP, I always call it TRIP because just fast would say that Red Eye Holland, right? But what I love about Red Light Hall is that you got this double benefit that comes out of it. On the one hand, you can invest in a potentially explosive paradigm shifting industry. And within that, if Red Light's able to, you know, execute, then it has that same parabolic growth. Great. But then you also have that if Todd and his team can pull this off, I'm also a part of just making the world and society a better place because there are real people suffering trauma who need this and if they get this their lives are better their families lives are better and that's is is that's got to be a great thing like a gorecom can't claim that we don't make the world a better place i mean we help people discover it great i'm proud of that but we don't have what you have right how how big of a driver is that for you and your partners i'm gonna get emotional um the idea that we have a horse in the race um and again, I think we're leading the pack in terms of like this sort of micro cap, small cap, irresponsible with our money. But like when in the when in life, like do you have an opportunity to be a part of a legacy? Like maybe in sport, maybe if you create some crazy tech, whatever. And weirdly, we have a chance and it is just a chance. Always do your due diligence, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, we're going to die trying basically to make a difference in this world that we've never seen before. And I can't make the medical claims, but you can go and read the stuff we talked about earlier, the anecdotal studies, everything, and all the data that's coming out now, John Hopkins, et cetera. We, we, John, Johns Hopkins or John, Hopkins? I always John's forget. Hopkins. John, yeah, John, John's, there's, there's there's John's Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's, there's a plural. So um, it's weird though, for me to say that because I'm not a pioneer I'm not a guy who got banned from studying it in the 70s when the war of drugs came on and everything. I'm just passionate because I see it help people. So weirdly that we at Red Light have a chance to be a part of a legacy if we do this right with one of the oldest forms 
of, of help that this planet has been provided. Meaning like, we just want to stop the criminalization of nature. Like we've criminalized nature here and we want to be oh, on the cool. front of telling people that, that hopefully, you know, more and more and more and more evidence will prove that this can help. And that's what we want to get to. So I'm proud to put a voice to that. And so is our team. And I got to tell you, if I was sitting in your seat, one thing I would do, I know I'm like this. I like to tally stuff. I start thinking, okay, what's my back of the napkin math in terms of how successful I think the company's going to be. Okay. That's part one. But the deeper thing I'd want to get to is, okay, if I can get this many micro doses out there, I would almost create a counter, uh, a counting device saying, how many lives am I going to impact if I achieve my business goals? I think that would be a really cool thing to see. I don't know if it's, I, and I'm sure it's mathematically possible, right? But if you figure that every life that you impact through your product also impacts the lives of 2.8 people around them because you got mothers, fathers, spouses, children, whatever the case may be, maybe it's 5.5. Man, you could, you're talking about, millions potentially tens of millions of lives that are going to change for for the for the eternity of of time because now you put george on this trajectory and you took him off of this trajectory uh have you ever thought about it that way in terms of just counting up there's counting up dollars and profits and there's counting up lives happiness i i have now and, and i hadn't really thought about it in terms of that kind of um potential numbers and and again i got to be clear I can't make medical claims, but just read. Yep, um, it's like, and I love your thought. I love how deep it is. It's almost like we're doing microdosing right now, George, and sitting at a campfire and having these discussions. I love it because, you know, my mind as a creative guy thinks to the golden archers and the amount of like, you know, Big Macs served in the day. But like, was that really a good thing? Like, is that something to brag about? You know, we're making people obese. I don't know if that's a great thing to brag about. This would be a really interesting ticker symbol to watch, support, help. And by that, by the way, can that then help people with addiction problems, with opioid overdoses, with alcohol problems? You know, because we're starting to learn through studies how psychedelics can also help decrease other usage of things that are very harmful. So um, this could be an astronomical number. I, I'm a very, I used to be a creative guy and then I took a company public and it just wiped all my creativity and, and artsy. And you had a board and board. auditors on top of you and regulators who took all yeah. that away from you. Oh, they, oh, they, oh yeah. They, I'm like, yeah, they, they've crushed me. Um, but, uh, it, you know, listen, that's a really beautiful way to look at it. And, and, um, I'm sure there'll be multiple, multiple, multiple companies who, who, who will be a part of that big number too. Um, and that's the goal because if a lot of companies are successful in this sector at the end of the day, that means we're helping humans and, and that, and that's, that's where we want to be. By the way, so going back to what you said 30 seconds ago, look, man, you've always been a great free spirit. Go Elon Musk if you have to. At some point, I think Elon Musk said, forget my damn board. Forget the damn regulators. It's not like I'm breaking the law or stealing money out of a piggy bank. I just want to freaking express to the world what I'm thinking. And if it gets me in trouble, I don't care anymore. I got to let loose. I, and I think Todd Shapiro has to be let loose. I'm just going to throw that in as a, as a side. Uh, it means a lot. And I, I feel like I've held myself back. Even my board has encouraged me to be a little bit more me from the past when I worked, used to work in media. But, you know, it, it, I'm careful. Like, listen, the stock's at an all-time low. So that's not an easy thing to, to, to swallow at night, right? I, you know, like I'm the leader of this stock and it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm crushed that we're, you know, I, we, I don't see better value for what we're doing. I do like to think, and a lot of those who get it say to me, hey, if those are those bull run days, some of those announcements you're putting out would have like increased the microcap company, especially in like they did in cannabis 50% that day. You would have maybe have seen that. Um, head down, you've got cash, 
You know, some guys on Bay Street still call me the rookie of the year for what I've done and jumped in there. Um, so, so yeah, it, it, I want to let loose, but I'm careful because I don't want to seem overly confident. I want to, I want to make sure that like my joyful nature and the fun side of me isn't misconstrued as being a jackass and not taking this company seriously, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to balance it more because I also got to have more fun in life and, and, and I want investors to have fun. And I love it, George, if we can get passion investors the way a Tesla had, and they bought Tesla and bought Tesla stock, and the way you know Apple, they bought Apple products and they bought Apple stock. Like you're right, if we can get those passion investors, and maybe if they can live through some of that passion beyond me, um, or through me, sorry, beyond like you know uh, financial advisor, you know number data collection stuff on investing, um, yeah, may maybe that will be neat, and people will be like, hey. You know, I'm ready to just dive in and and for a little bit, I'm comfortable with this risk because it is micro cap, but because I believe in the bigger picture. So, uh, of course, I can't endorse that as a CEO. I'm not a financial advisor, but that would be neat to think that maybe that could happen. Yeah. And Todd, by the way, I'm going to tell you something. Let, letting loose doesn't mean you're coming on with me and saying, so we're kicking ass here and there and there. We're looking great. And we're going to No, I think letting loose is we're doing this thing in Peterborough. We're doing this thing in New Brunswick. We're doing this over here. Here's some of the challenge. App. This may turn to be a problem, but you let loose on all of it. And I think that's how you get investors. That's why investors love Elon Musk and why the other day, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, 100 Twitter, uh, Twitter, 100 uh, Tesla uh, uh, owners got together in a parking lot, put their cars in, the, in this configuration, played this music because all the Teslas were, were going to the music. The lights were going off to the music. That's what you want to create. And I think you do that by just being open and honest about all parts of the business. Uh, and I think I, I just wanted to throw that because there's there's not enough yeah. guys like you who are doing that. They're listening to their board and their lawyers. And, and that's not the way to do it in the small cap, micro cap world. Well, listen, we, we I like having a bit of a voice, but I, I, I'll be cautious. But that's neat. You know, listen. At the end of the day, wouldn't it be neat to have like a hundred people together in legally in the Netherlands and we have a big ceremony together? Like that would be, you know, and maybe we're wearing red light shirts. Uh, the other thing I, I don't even know, like, I don't even know if red light's the proper name going forward either. Like we we're so mushroom oriented now. Um, so these are the other things I'm, that I'm thinking about. Like, is that a detriment to new investors coming in? Do they think it's lowbrow? Uh, at the time, it really stood for a lot because A, we were only really focused on magic truffles where you could do it in the Netherlands. B, the tie-in between Red Light and our company was, it was about the, it really was about, about the sex work industry where you had protections, regulations put into place. You had workers who were proud of what they did. They paid taxes on what they do. Like it was, it was about regulating an industry that was known as not being regulated. And that's what, you know, we want to do with our, our, our industry. That's where red light came from. Not just to be like, oh, red light, like, you know, capitalize on, on that. Sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. now you know, being this mushroom coalition so to speak that's what i you know i feel like we're such an everything mushroom and wellness company so all these thoughts are going through my head george um well but, i'll let you i'll let you uh I'll, I'll give you license on agora agora truffles because agora is the, <laughs> is the ancient greek marketplace right the marketplace so you're the truffle marketplace so if you want to create agora truffle and we do a joint bench <laughs> i love it i love it Let's get it. We'll get it. You know, you'll you'll uh, you'll be the uh, dealer for uh, Bay Street legal legal one day. You know, <laughs> we're all Greeks. We're all Greeks. You know, you we're come to a Greek all restaurant, Greeks. you get a gyro souvlaki, and you get some magic mushrooms to go home with you at the same time, right? How is Greece doing? How's the, how's the Greece economy doing now? Is is doing okay? 
the Greeks went through the, the catharsis after what the, their complete debacle, which was self-inflicted. They did it themselves. They went through a complete debacle. And now I was there for three and a half weeks in, in, uh, in August. And it's just, a, it, you know, Todd, they're in that perfect place. They're not such a capitalistic society that they've sold out all their values because we know that's what happens. But they're not so, you know, just developing that they don't have enough of it. They're right in that middle sweet spot where they're happy to what they have and and the things are going great so who knows maybe we'll maybe we'll do something in greece as well together someday i, I used to joke that the uh the part of the reason why their economy went broke is they just put way too much feta cheese on those salads like like you you'd get like the whole uh, that's me feta, yeah <laughs> it's it's not cheap that's feta me. Cheese. um greece is beautiful i i've been to uh many of the islands in greece i i haven't been in a while but it, it is a beautiful country and a beautiful nation um yeah, man. Uh, mushrooms hopefully will be everywhere. It'll be interesting as time continues, uh, as a few catalysts here and there pop up to see what other governments might do. Um, and, and you know, I guess, you know, we're, we're going all over the place and I'm trying to segue it back into business for, for people who are investors and maybe want to know, but we are really proud on at least getting the psilocybin import licenses from Health Canada. Um, we're working with a partner in Montreal um, and and Seacrest Laboratories. We just got our latest rounds of testing, uh, the four-month stability test after the rigorous test before that of uh, heavy yeah. metals and pesticides, et cetera. And, and, you know, the goal is obviously creating these homogenized capsules that can one day be supplied. And, and you know, this is where I'll say back to the world and everything, how sort of lucky we are in perspective. Like, if we can give back to these veterans at some point, we would love to even donate mushrooms to veterans uh, that that we've gotten like proper tested mushrooms to the to health canada we haven't had those conversations with them by the way i don't want to lead anybody to think that but we can already say as a company like we we want to we want to do things to help now we don't want to wait so we we would even be in the in the in the process of you know helping funding we could maybe we at least fund our supply um cuz safe supply is a big buzzword these days and and yeah, um we yeah. we are we are proving that we have a safe supply and and, and isn't that great to know because People don't know what they're getting at fungi. They don't know what they're getting. Well, at my kids are in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, we talked about that. They're in school there. And they've called me and said, hey, dad, you know, we'd like to try some magic mushrooms. Said, not on your life, because I don't know where you're getting them from. If I know where you're getting them from, if you're getting them from red light at a, from a store where it's, it's sanctioned, then, OK, go give it a shot. But you're right. Safe supply is a big is a big deal. And that's why you guys are brought on uh tony clement right the former health minister you've re-engaged him to be on your advisory board that speaks volumes todd about where you guys are going how close you think you are because let's face it you're not wasting time you're not wasting money you're not wasting energy by just bringing in uh tony clement for no reason to take a to take a shot you know just take a shot in the dark so what what should we be what should investors be reading there the fact that you're re-engaging uh tony to come back onto the advisory board yeah, first off, uh, he's a mean guitar player, so so that's why we brought him on. He's just he's good at a campfire. No, no, um, Tony. Tony is a very interesting guy. He took a very hard stance uh, as the Minister of Health in the day um, against kind of these safe injection sites and stuff, and he didn't like the idea of supplying hard, hard drugs, proven hard drugs, drugs that really, you know ultimately don't lead to very good things. And and with you know again being an evolved human being and growing and learning more and seeing data, he is, a, he is a big passion for how can we help? How can we help 
uh, with the safe supply of psilocybin? How can we help others who are addicts? How can we help veterans, et cetera? So to have Tony, like this was the minister of industry, the minister, like the health minister of Canada at the day, his right-hand man was, 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 um, uh, Stephen Harper. He still does some fundraising efforts for for the conservative uh, Pierre Polyev's party, and and you know he's still very connected. And he loves that this is a bipartisan issue. Helping people is a bipartisan issue. And and again, not to speak on behalf of people, but I'll speak on my behalf here. Um, this medical assisted uh, uh, you know dying uh, uh, program that, that the Liberal government has out right now uh, made is, is to me worrisome. Um, if we can be helping human beings as opposed to like opening we're up, up. it's like we're giving up. Yeah, for their yeah. Why not help them before giving them? By the way, with you know tax dollars. Uh, and if things. George wants to, if George wants to euthanize himself, why not say, "Hey, George, why don't we microdose you here for three months? You, you want to do that for three months and see how it goes before you make that final fateful decision?" I mean, that. And by the way, you said you can't speak on behalf of Tony, but if you don't mind, I'm going to speak on behalf of Tony through his quote where he said. I mean, this is this says everything. I feel strongly that greater access to psilocybin, psilocybin options under proper care and regulations can help Canadians suffering from trauma, PSD, depression, and anxiety. Canadians of all political stripes can support more mental health, option, health options, which will alleviate the need for medical assistance in dying in some cases. So that's a pretty strong statement. That's not, hey, I'm happy to be uh, involved with Todd again, and he's going to give me some stock options and pay me some money, so why the hell not? That's a real statement there to the world about how he feels about uh, how helpful uh, psilocybin can be to everybody. I think a lot of people with age, you know, when you're in the public eye, can get a bad rap at any point. You know, George, you do probably at times, even with all your great interviews, and you know, maybe you say the wrong, wrong thing. But again, back to that common theme, literally everyone within my circle and everyone within their circles they're not like getting older and and wanting worse for younger generations. They're getting older and wanting better for generations. So I think younger generations and media outlets and things should stop judging people and should start listening to what they've learned and how they've changed their views. And how progressive of Tony is a staunch conservative in the day to think about how psilocybin can potentially be, you know, that thing that bridges the gap uh, 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 of help. And, and I mean, I just love it. It's a lesson to me in humility. It's a lesson in let's all open up our hearts and our minds to, to change. And, and let's try to influence. And, and while he can't advocate specifically, there's strict laws around being a government official and when his advocacy runs out, which I think isn't until um, mid-2024. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that, but that, that's the case. Um, but, you know, the time, there's got to be that time yeah. delay in between, right? We all just, you know, we have a team of people, young, old, um, of all ethnicities, of all backgrounds, who just want to help people. And George, I loved what you said, that why not put someone on a three-month program of psychedelics, you know, with, with with a therapist, and and before you just go, yeah, it's okay, go die. Like, really? Like, what kind of, what kind of world, are we, world are we living in where we're not caring about human lives? Like, what has happened in this disconnected clown world, unfortunately, that we're allowing these kind of things? It, it just doesn't resonate with me. I'm sorry. That's why, listen, going back to earlier when we were having that conversation, we weren't having the conversation just because we're having fun, talking about Elon Musk and all that. There's a real purpose to that, which is we need to establish some voices, not just one, not just yours, and then not just me supporting you, but maybe some Tony and some other people 
to really get out there and start talking because that's the way you get the message out, especially in social media, right? Imagine that clip alone right there where you just said, Todd, if you said, hey, everybody, hey, Canadians, here's what I'm thinking. If George is thinking about euthanizing, why don't we give him three-month microdosing cycle before that as a, you know, make it mandatory because it can't get any worse. He's willing to die tomorrow uh, by euthanizing himself. So why not? Put them on a three month. I don't, by the way, I don't know how long a, a treatment cycle is. I'm saying three months. It could be three weeks, but whatever that is. And imagine if that sound bite goes out there, Todd. That's why I'm talking about. We got to let Todd loose. Imagine that side side that 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 uh, that voice note goes out there, and people say, "On that guy's right. Yeah, he runs a company, and yeah, he wants to make money. But damn, that's a big humanitarian move right there. That I'm I can I can support that. So I think we need to get your voice out there. I think we need to get other voice out there and talking loud because if you leave it all up to bureaucrats, it could take a long time to grind through the political pork making machine that we all know exists. All yeah, over it's, the world. it's it's and you know, I, I sometimes do question, George, if it's not only just uh, bureaucrats and government officials, but is it also could it be big pharma that doesn't want to not forget about unleashing Todd here, unleashing the power. Of, of what microdosing or, or heroic dosing can potentially do. Like, so maybe there's a concern on the big pharma side that, that the natural stuff can disrupt, you know, the biggest business on the planet, which, which is scary in itself. Yeah. So, so, you know, it, it, it's challenging. It's stressful. You know, I'm not saying I look over my shoulder every time I leave the house, but to have this big voice, um, I want people to know that again, I can't make the medical claims, but I, you know, go and read what you can read in terms of studies and what they're showing. And and um, it, by the way, it's not even three months. It can be after one heroic dose that can change a person's life forever. It can be after a few weeks of microdosing. There's studies to show that psilocybin stays within the system the way it connects to the 5-HCA receptors it breaks down your priors it's a whole long-winded science stuff that i would leave for sarah hashkas shashkas we call her on our on our staff um to be able to explain to you what it's actually doing scientifically but um i just hope keep you know more people keep reading more people keep learning and more people keep seeing seeing articles and then of course i get the influx of the articles of all the stuff i already know about by people friends and family meeting like hey todd did you know this of course so why I took a company public, and it's why we want to make a difference in this world. Well, I saw a study, and I can't remember because it was a couple of years ago, but they literally talked about they did a study on soldiers suffering from PTSD, and uh, and the results were miraculous, and they were in short order. I mean, three days, 10 days, two weeks, uh, things like that. So, yeah, buddy, if the results are that strong and that great, then we got to advocate together on behalf of this for everybody. Not because we just want to make money off our stock. Great. But man, can you imagine? Can you imagine one family saying George is about to pull the plug and he did this and we're back, you know, and that how, how fantastic would that be, buddy? I, I think it would, it would be fantastic. And just because I'm always careful, um, I know that there are some who choose that form of dying because of, um, diseases that can't be cured a quality of life like say a parkinson's or like i get it i'm not you know i'm not saying people don't have that right to choose what i'm saying is why are we giving for some of the mental health stuff that maybe we can fix um sometimes there's things that are beyond mental so um you know i don't want to seem insensitive to anyone whose family may have chosen that route and felt that it was the best position for them to be in um you know, George, you're an interesting guy because you're you're like you have a big heart. You can see that on your screen. And, and you know, I, I want to ask, like, I know you have kids and and the bright kids and 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 they're in colleges and they're and they're moving forward with their lives. But 
I really worry also, you know, I only have a four and eight year old. So sometimes they're oblivious to all the chaos going on in the world right now. Like I'm really worried about this sort of, you know, 18 to 30, 35 year old generation. Like they're growing up with seeing, I think way too much. Like are, are your kids doing okay? And like, do have you heard of them talk about this psychedelic space at all, as opposed to, you know, college parties where people are drinking booze, where they're using magic mushrooms instead, anything like that? Well, I got to tell you, my kids are really, are really well put together. And yet they still have struggles sometimes with pressure issues because now the days of when it was, you know, me, Todd, and a couple of guys were out somewhere having a couple of drinks and then whatever we said or did kind of stays there. We go home and nobody remembers or whatever the case is. Now it could be online tonight and people are judging and all that. So they, they definitely live under more pressure, which is why uh, they came to me and said, hey, you know, just to take a little edge off, we've heard great things about magic mushrooms and, and psilocybin, and we like to do it. And I, I, I said no, only because I didn't know where the supply was coming from. But uh, yeah, see. man, more so in our day, we didn't really have that. And I don't think it's because we're insensitive. I'm sure some of that was maybe we weren't really looking out for it. So of course, we progressed as a society. But I definitely think uh, as well put together as my kids are, look, they grew up in a traditional Greek home, their rules regulate you know they have fun but their rules you lines you just can't cross so they understood all that and yet they still struggle with some things sometimes um and i found look todd i'm gonna tell you this i found that I, as i've gotten older look i've had a lot of success and happy and good things happen but even me i'm struggling once in a while lately i'm struggling a little bit with what am i doing next you know what am i really doing uh which is why i'm loving this conversation with you because we're not just talking about balance sheet income statement margins and, and margin growth and all that, we're talking about what can we do that's also real, right? But I wouldn't be surprised if you told me I could go get some of your product down the street, you know, go into a microdose uh, uh, place. And and I think I would do it because I, I think I, even me, I'm needing a little bit of help. Uh, so I think it's bigger than we think. I think it's a bigger issue than we think where people can really use a little bit of help or maybe a lot of help. That openness is, is is starts a great conversation around you know any sort of generation, any group of friends, any 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 sort of um, um, person, and and it's nice to see that candidness because um, honestly, like I probably my dad's eighty years old. I probably lean on my dad for support. I have a great mom too. They're divorced, so I got to make that in case my mom watch and I can give her credit. So mom, I love you too. But you know, I I, I love them both. Um, but my dad in particular, like, as I maybe a guy thing. Because your mom's always there for you. Your mom always loves you unconditionally. It's the one, you know, it's really the one lady in your life that will never not love you unconditionally. So, but with 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 a father, it's like I can open up to him about trying to, you know, in the day I played sports, I was, you know, on the radio, I tried to act, you know, tough, whatever. No, it with age, I laugh. I used to think I'd get more secure with things and more more confident in this head, but now I'm 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 nervous. I'm worried. Like, and I'm worried for future generations. So it's taking its toll on me. Isn't that, isn't that right? We didn't expect that, right? Yeah. I'm 54. You're 50. You're saying so. I would have thought, yeah, by now I'd be like rock solid, untouchable. Yeah. And then, okay, look, I'm I'm not complaining, but I do have some weaknesses and cracks where I'm thinking, like, why am I thinking this way? Why am I worried about this so much? And and sometimes I don't get a handle on it, right? Um, so it, it's, 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 uh, it's, okay. uh, it's great that we're having this open look, even here, yeah. we're just having an open car. Imagine how many people listen to this and saying, man, that's me too. And, and by the way, beyond magic mushrooms and beyond investing and everything, if there are people struggling right now, like call your friend, 
call your dad if your dad's around still call you know or or maybe just put the computer away and if you have a kid just you know go go you know go take him for wings and you have a, maybe a pint of beer so I'm just relaxed like it, it it is it is it is the living in the moment thing I think is the hardest thing that we've all gotten away from and and we're so fucking focused on our phones and the next thing we got to buy and comparing ourselves to the Joneses and watching the news that's just harsh negative mean scrolling through twitter seeing a dead person with blood all over them that we're not supposed to see it's like we got to live in the moment and find the things that bring us happiness but pick up the phone and call people um you know back to my dad it helps like it actually helps he i'm microdosing my dad right now <laughs> no but i mean like yeah it, 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 and, and it's nice to have support so at the end of the day george like we got to grind. We got to share these stories. And I, I don't know how you measure this, but it feels like people are more stressed than they've ever been. It really feels like that. Uh, at well, that's hundred percent, buddy. That's a hundred percent. Cause I remember uh, I talked to my parents about how they were like, and they're like, yeah, you know, we worry about putting food on the table, but we really didn't worry about a lot of stuff. We saw, we all worry about so many extraneous things. You know, you and I should be worrying about, Hey, make sure I got some tuition money saved up for the kids. Make sure they got some good food to eat make sure they get some good experience that that's every parent time eternal. But now it seems like we're worrying about way more things as they're forced on us. So I'm going to leave you with this. I'm a big believer in reversion to the mean, which is this stuff gets so extreme that humans as a collective, even though they don't mean to do it, but it just starts to happen. Say, Hey, you know what? Enough. I've had five years of, you know, I've had four years of this going at 20, 2020, 21, 22, now almost 23. That's four complete years where people start saying, Hey, I want to, I want to do something better. I want to either turn off the news or I want to vote for somebody that doesn't want terrible things to happen and they start you know, making changes. So I, I'm, I'm a big believer in reversion to mean that. And I hope as, as humans and a society that that starts to happen, but Hey, a little bit of help uh, goes a long way in that. Right. Cause it's, it, well, it takes a lot of resolve to do it on your own. And to add that to that on, on the cycle of 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 sort of mushrooms if you go back to like indigenous roots and all you know like like the tens of thousands of years of the substance being used um maybe that cycle is coming back into in play too where people start to you know really really put their head down and and allow this to come back to the forefront um because when there was only a few things around in the day um that was one of the things you would have consumed <laughs> you know like you didn't have processed anything you didn't have manufactured food of any kind so um we love the mushroom space as a whole and, and we love the idea of continually to get this message out there about psychedelics and the netherlands is a place we're allowed to facilitate that legally and we continue to do everything we can to grow revenues on the mushrooms we didn't even talk about wiz khalifa it's hilarious and the home grow kits that are in like Loblaws and and they're in Canadian tires and they're in they're in Longos and Amazon. You know, we have a lot of we have a lot of you know you know different products in different places and you know we're growing the Mr. Cap brand right now it's it's just sort of starting from where we think it can be. Um, it, it, it mushrooms are kind of cool and the mycelium network. Uh, we have a sign that's being made in one of our maybe this is a good place for a long winded guy like me to to stop talking George. But we have a sign being made in one of our um, our smart shops, but it's really a wellness center in Utrecht, which is a beautiful town a half an hour outside of Amsterdam. 
Uh, and, and it says togetherness and stigmas love the mycelium network. And the mycelium network is a beautiful thing. And, and that's what we want to do. We just want to be together. We want to end stigmas. And, and we think that mushrooms can be a big part of that. And it sounds corny, maybe, or too, too emotional. And again, oh. maybe not enough numbers in this in this talk. But we are reporting, for, I think, November 29th is our next quarterly results that we'll put out. Um, and, and you can go and review our last one. So that really speaks for itself. But man, this is awesome. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to say I think this took its own natural turn. It wasn't scripted. It wasn't like we had this. We had a general idea of what we want to talk about. Then we really got onto the human side. And you know what, Todd? I think investors want to see that. They don't always just want to hear about the numbers and the you know the the projections and all that. And I think this has been amazing. And I'm thankful that there are companies around like yours. I'm thankful that there are people around like you and all the team you have with you uh, in the C-suite, your directors, your whole scientific team, everybody, to help be a small part of that machine that moves humanity forward. I mean that because I'm still an investor in the company and I think one day I'm going to do okay with that, but at the same time, it'd be great to be a part of a great movement. And that's all thanks to you and your team, my friend. Thank you. Well, sadly, uh, one of my biggest motivators is proving people wrong. <laughs> I say sadly because it, you know, it's a lot of pressure. Um, and, and when we took this company public, you supported us from the beginning. And I didn't want this thing just to go up and go down and get out and blow through your money. Um, I wanted to carefully and patiently, like a tortoise and a hare, I wanted to be the tortoise at the end of the race, not the hare who's getting close to the finish line and then dies off. So that's our path. I mean, it's slow, patient growth. Uh, and we're really, 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 really doing everything in our power to create shareholder value and do it with the likes and minds of people like yourself who support the sector, but the belief in how we can help people. So thank you so much for having me. I've been doing this for 26 years. I'm going to leave it with, I can tell when a company is moving in the right direction. I don't care if it's slow as long as they're doing it. And you really are, man. You really are. Everything you did in the Netherlands, then you made your way over to Canada. Now you've got these farm partnerships. And now you're, I mean, that's exactly how it gets done. We all think that we want to be flash in the pan, Mark Zuckerberg, create a social media platform worth a billion dollars, you know, in, in a year. That's not reality. So Thanks for being here. I think you're doing amazing stuff and I can't wait to have you back one day, my friend. Thank you. Really do appreciate it. Cheers. Everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to, to Todd Shapiro. He's a CEO at Red Light Holland Corp. Trades in Canada, T-R-I-P, TRIP. For friends in the U.S., T-R-U-F-F, TRUF. Uh, great names, by the way. Two great symbols, I got to tell you. If you want to know more about them, Get to the company's website, do your due diligence, as Todd said, look through their deck, do some research online. You've got AI now, you've got Google, do all that. And if you like what you see, hopefully they discovered your next uh, great small cap company. Thanks for joining us. We hope you had fun. I had a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then, don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.